Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Into our podcast, Always Abounding. This is your host, Brother Keith Stensis, here in the country of Uganda, East Africa. What a blessing it is to be here again with you. And uh, I'm excited about the program today. I always get excited when I get a chance to interview and uh, talk to people and uh, ask, God, ask how God is working their lives today. And so we have a special guest with us. Actually, we have two guests. And uh, so I'm looking forward to talking with them and sharing with you what God is doing in their life. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And that is what this podcast is all about, encouraging you to always abound in the work of the Lord. We don't need to be going backwards. We don't need to be staying the same and just maintaining status quo. We need to be moving forward and seeing how much more we can do for the gospel of Jesus Christ, how much more we can do uh, to help people come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what a blessing it is to be able to be here again with you today. We had a great week this week, had the opportunity of going out and uh, being in the town of Lukaya and uh, Word of Life Baptist Church and also Light Independent Baptist Church. Uh, pastor Buquaso Robert is uh, pastoring both of those churches. Uh, we had a great time out soul winning on Saturday and uh, and uh, we saw two people, two uh, young, uh, I call them young adults, they're probably older teenagers, uh, two older teenagers, two guys trusted Christ as their Savior. What a blessing that was. Then we had a great service on the next day. We had three visitors come in for the service, and uh, we just had a great, great time. If you remember, Brother Bequasso is the one that I've interviewed uh, twice on this podcast, and uh, he's the one that uh, lost his wife to cancer uh, about three years ago and uh, has recently, just this last year, got remarried. And uh, he and Hope, uh, which is his wife's name, they are doing a phenomenal job and uh, doing a great, great work there. And I'm excited about what God is doing there in Lukaya. And so had a great time with them. And uh, each and every week, this next week, we'll be in another church. And after that, I'll tell you, the next two months are just packed up tight and uh, be praying. Uh, coming up in about uh, three weeks, we've got our uh, triannual Bible Institute that is going to be happening. And uh, so we'll have uh, probably 60, 65 men coming in for that. And uh, we're going to be teaching through the first half of the book of Acts and uh, looking forward to that. Uh, that is going to be a great opportunity there, teaching a little bit about church history and uh, that transition period between uh, the Old Testament Jewish law and the church. And uh, so I'm really, really excited about that. We're going to have several of our men uh, who have graduated from our Bible college are going to be helping teach that course. And uh, so it is going to be a great time. Thank you so much for praying for our family. Uh, as I told you before, my son Skyler uh, has just recently graduated from high school. And uh, so we're excited about that. 
I know his mom is excited about that. And uh, so he has already started on some online Bible college courses and uh, working through that uh, right now before, uh, Lord willing, next year when we go back on our furlough, uh, we'll be taking him back as well to Bible college there in Austin, Texas. Uh, Sally is doing great. Thank you so much for your prayers for her. And uh, her knee continues to get better and better and better every time we go to the um, therapist, uh, the the physical therapist she uses, uh, she is encouraged. Uh, the knee is getting stronger, and uh, she still walks with a little limp. Uh, it's still there just a little bit, but uh, for the most part, uh, her knee is back to normal, and uh, we sure thank the Lord for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your prayers, and uh, and just your your faithful support, your letters, your emails, uh, everything you do to uh, stay in contact with us. Uh, what a blessing that is, and I really, really appreciate that. Well, let me introduce you to our guest here today, and, and it's it's really interesting. Uh, for those of you who have listened for a while, you know that uh, uh, a few, several podcasts ago, probably a couple, two or three months ago, uh, had the inter, uh, the opportunity of interviewing uh, Pastor Jalugi John uh, from uh, Tororo and uh, from the uh, the Born Again Baptist Church up there in Tororo, and uh, had a good interview with him. And uh, I talked a lot about uh, Brother Gerald Myers, who is a missionary down in South Africa. But Gerald Myers used to be here in Uganda uh, before they had to go down to South Africa due to some health issues. Uh, but before he left there, he started that church there, and uh, Pastor Jalugi John is doing a great job with that. And uh, had the opportunity several years ago, not too long after Brother Myers went down to South Africa, I had the opportunity of my wife and I going down. That was probably, wow, 14, 15 years ago uh, that uh, we had the opportunity of going down to South Africa and uh, seeing the country, seeing the ministry that he had down there in Port Elizabeth. And then uh, not too long after that, he uh, moved up to uh, Pretoria. Is that right? Pretoria. And uh, so started a church up there. And uh, now uh, out of that church there, in Pretoria that Brother Gerald Myers has started. One of the uh, members of the church there is praying about the possibility of coming up as a missionary into the Congo. And uh, again, I've had the opportunity of interviewing my brother, who is a missionary uh, in the town of Kasese, which is over on the border of uh, Congo. And so he has, uh, he knows a lot about what's going on over there and uh, stays in con- A lot of his guys uh, have family on that side. And so there's a lot of things going on over there. So anyway, Brother Myers uh, put uh, Brother Shane in uh, contact with my brother so he could come up and uh, just see what's going on, kind of a survey trip, seeing how things are happening here. Uh, on the border there of Uganda and the Congo uh, with a possibility hopefully next week of even trying to uh, endeavor to cross over and maybe get inside the Congo uh, for a little bit. It's very insecure right now, and uh, but uh, it is, uh, it's an opportunity for them. And so we have them with us here today. And uh, so let me first of all, um, Matt, how are you doing? Great. <laughs> now, that's the first time today that you have been a man of few words. That's very interesting because we've had this conversation just coming up here. Uh-huh. When I told you that we were coming and uh-huh. your answer was, okay. Well, 
That's fine. I because just, that's so much easier than writing okay. Well, it is. It's one less button to push. Okay. And so, so do you, okay. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> for those of you who don't know this, this is the uh, my uh, real brother that follows me, and uh, so he is my younger brother, and uh, so it's great that he has come up here to see his uh, older brother. And uh, so, anyway, Matt, <laughs> tell us uh, how things go in there in Cassese. Going very well. Uh, we've got three preaching points and a couple of church plants that are coming out of the church that we're hopefully going to get uh, chartered pretty soon. Um, and so that's going really well. We've got TBISO next month that we are planning for. We've got a Boda Boda conference coming up I on heard Monday. About that. Yeah, I heard we've about that. invited 200 Boda Boda riders. These are motorcycle guys that carry people and cargo around. And so it is going to be very intense. Uh-huh. And uh, hopefully I'm going to do the Taking Uganda video about that so people will be able to see what happens. Now tell us about that Taking to Uganda video. What do you do with that? It's just a video I put out every month, two, three, four, five minutes, whatever, depending on the occasion. But just different things that happened there in Kasesi, in the ministry, maybe family, maybe a particular aspect of the ministry of the church or mm-hmm. uh, the village, whatever. All right. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Brother Shane, I don't know if you know this or not, but I always refer to my brother's ministry as the wedding chapel ministry uh, because it seems like he has a wedding every single month. How many weddings have you had since you've been at Cassese? Have you kept count? Uh, total, no. But in the last seven months, we've had 14. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, did you get that? Uh, I, I sent you a message the other day. Gone to yes, the chapel yes, and yeah, we're yeah. gone. Is that is that the theme song of your church there? No, no. It's <laughs> actually do right. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, we're just helping our people do right. And I tell you that I, I put a video out in August just talking to people about how we ha- how the Ugandan culture is you have to have goats to pay dowry. Right. And so I just said, is anybody if anybody has some goats that they would help out because we had about 10 couples at that time that had, they'd gotten saved as they were disciple. They realized they were living in fornication. So they separated and trying to raise money now to, to pay these goats. Mm-hmm. And it's tough for them because some, the, the goats they asked for at the beginning are 12 goats. Mm-hmm. That's equal to around a thousand dollars. It's impossible for these people to, yeah. to raise that money. And so I just put the word out if anybody would be able to help some, in the course of those four or five months, we received enough money for 82 goats. Wow. So we had 14 couples that got wed in the past seven months. Do you have any that you're amazing. not going to use? Uh, they're all used. They're all used. Yeah, they're all used. Oh, I thought we yeah. could barbecue some goat tonight. Uh, and well, On the barbie. Yes? On the bry. The bry. Oh, yes. that's right. On the barbies. Oh, that's oh, Australia. Man, that's Australia. Yeah. Yeah. We that's Australia. South, but not well, that well. <laughs> Since he's jumped in here, let me introduce to you um, Shane, and I just learned his last name, Tasker. That's right. Shane Tasker, and uh, he's up here on a survey trip. And so you, so the Bry is South African, the Barbie is Australian. Australian. And the Barbie Q, I'm assuming, is American. Yes. There we go. So why did we add the Q? Interesting question. That's a good question. All right. Very, very, very good question. Um, so you guys do a lot of 
what we call barbecuing. Yes. You do a lot of braai down there. I think that's a there. staple down in yeah, South Africa. When I, when I was down there, it was like every fellowship you were around <laughs> a braai, you know. Uh, cooking, what, what, what's those, the, the meat that you always cook all the time? Is it like those long sausages? Yes, it's called burevors. What? Burevors. Burevors. That's right. It all just right. means farmer's sausage if wow. we directly translate it. Okay. Yes, now, so you, Brother Shane, are, you're, you're born in South Africa. That's right. You're South African by blood, by birth. Um, now, help me, when, when I was down there, Brother Myers tried to help me understand all the ins and outs of South Africa and all the different uh, groups of people and stuff. So are you referred to as an Afrikaan? No, sir. So You're not? Yes. Okay. Uh, in, in South Africa, you would have uh, two groups of white people predominantly. You'd oh. have the, the English uh, descendant, and okay. then you'd have the Afrikaans descendant. Okay. I'm pretty much a mix between the two of those. Okay. So, yeah. All right. A plain South African. So the, you have you have the, uh, the Afrikaan, you have, you said the English. That's right. And then you have the colored... That's correct, yes. And sir. then you have the black. Yes. And is that the, the four? Out of the African people, yes, uh -huh. sir. There are different uh, tribes within that, that sphere. Right. Two, two predominant tribes are there. You'd get the Bantu-speaking languages, a okay. uh, little bit slightly different. And right. you'd get the Nguni-speaking languages that uh, are wow. on the eastern seaboard. Wow. Yes, it was sir. amazing. When we were down in South Africa, we went down to uh, buy some souvenirs. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we're buying the souvenirs, the guys are speaking Luganda. <laughs> They're from Uganda down in South Africa selling souvenirs. And so I'm talking in the language from Uganda, these guys, they were so excited about that, that somebody, you know, white was coming down speaking their African language up here. And, uh, but I'll never forget, we went down there and uh, of course, these guys were selling all the same souvenirs that we have here pretty much, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they're all made in China, really. But, <laughs> Must be. um, but anyway, uh, you have something that's unique down there, and that's uh, the ostrich eggs, right? Uh, that they take and uh, they paint them and mm -hmm. just do all different kinds of art with those things. And so we brought back several of those. And uh, over the course of time, having six children, they all <laughs> are gone. But this last May, I went down and uh, helped to preach a pastor's conference in Malawi. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw the eggs there. Oh. And uh, so I was able to pick up another egg and, and bring it back to replace all the ones that, uh, that broke. So, so, Brother Shane, tell me, how, how did you, you get saved? Yes, sir. So um, as, as a young child, my grandmother would, would often uh, just plant a lot of seeds in water. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, uh, salvation for me didn't come until the age of 27, and mm -hmm. I am currently 34. And um, I must say, more seeds that really like pushed salvation, you know, was uh, listening to the Creation versus Evolution mm. uh, by Ken Hoven back in the day. Yeah. And uh, I was really just searching for truth more than anything else. And right. uh, we got a lot of um, interesting type of denominations out there yeah. in South Africa. And I'd go church hopping, so to say, just right. to try and see what's around. Uh -huh. But I ended up listening to some independent Baptist preaching online, and it's through a video ministry that, that I actually did get saved. Okay. And uh, right after I got saved, uh, that was in August of 2016, Okay. Uh, the Lord sort of worked in my heart to find a find Independent Baptist Church to join. And uh, at that time, there was nothing in Pretoria. I called all the uh, Baptist churches in Pretoria at that time. And right. um, 
yeah, I just didn't have peace about going sure. to any of them. And there was a church out on the West Rand in Johannesburg that's about an hour's drive from, from Pretoria, where we mm-hmm. are, 45 minutes to an hour, uh, called Bethel Baptist Church. And mm-hmm. it's at Bethel Baptist Church where I got baptized. Wow. And it is through that ministry that the Lord allowed me to have met uh, Pastor Gerald Myers. Yes. And uh, there was another gentleman in the congregation. He was actually the assistant pastor, Pastor Gary Walsh. Yes. Um, he was down in PE at that time that the Myers were there. Uh-huh. And he said, I know somebody who's coming up and looking to plant a church either in Johannesburg or Pretoria. And uh, he put me in contact wow. uh, with Pastor Myers. Amen. Yeah. And Amen. And so that was what year? What year you got saved? Tell 2016. me. 2016. 2016. And uh, so you, I, I got that email from Brother Myers introducing me to you, and I, I told him to email Matt as well. I, well, actually, they, I think he emailed both of us at the same time. Mm-hmm. But uh, so what? How did how did Congo come into to your frame of mind? How did the Lord speak to your heart about coming to Congo? I initially just started serving uh, in the local congregation and uh, the Lord really worked on my heart to want to do more and want to do more. And uh, we got very involved in, in, uh, you know, soul winning in church Mm -hmm. and and outreach uh, opportunities, which were a real blessing. And I think it wasn't until perhaps uh, late 2019, 2020, that I actually surrendered to that call of missions um, on my life. And, And I just started praying about where the Lord would have me. And um, I think it was 2022, I think it was last year, January, we Uh came to visit uh, Uganda. But for the longest time before that, the Lord had just put a burden on my heart for for Central and Eastern Africa. That's where I met you. Yes, sir. I was, because I asked you before if I met you when I was down in South Africa. I'm saying, I've met this guy. I know I've met this guy. That's right. When right. you guys came over, I met you guys. We ate at Java's That's up correct. in in Kampala. That's yes, right. I remember that now. Ah, <laughs> uh, man! I tell you, the older you get, the you know the the memory just mm. goes out the window. So so yeah. So you came over. You saw Uganda. Yes, you really. saw Brother Julugi's church. That's all the great. ministry there. Yes, and then from there, what happened? And uh, from from there, we just started praying. Well, I started praying. And many people have been praying for me. I'm very thankful for that. And uh, the Lord has just put a. a big burden on my heart for for the Congo and specifically the eastern regions of the Congo that are currently having a a bit of a a situation at this point in time. And uh, we know that, you know, no man can fix problems, only the man Christ Jesus. And uh, the people need the gospel there. And yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, I, I'm from the United States, obviously, and missions has been a part of our culture for a very long time right. as far as through independent Baptist. And so the idea of deputation, you know, going uh, church to church, explaining the burden in your mm-hmm. what God's called you to do, and hopefully those churches will pick you up for monthly support. Um, is that possible in South Africa? That is possible in South Africa. The pool in South Africa, especially among independent Baptists, right. is, is a lot smaller. For so sure. that it just makes things a lot tougher. Yeah. Um, but if the Lord has called me, He's faithful. Amen. He will provide, and I just need to have faith that He would provide what yeah. I need in order to, to do right. what He'd have me do. Right. And so I'm resting in that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, now, my brother was telling me when we were eating lunch today that you're engaged. That's correct. Should yes, be married, sir. and and she's an American. 
That's correct, yes. Okay. So is there a possibility um, that you would visit the states and maybe have an opportunity to visit churches while you're in the states? We are praying about that and seeing how the Lord would open certain doors. Amen. Um, So that is definitely would be something that would be on the cards. That is great. Yes, sir. I I honestly, and again, I'm not the one who knows all missions, but I I cannot think of anybody right now going to the Congo. Mm. And uh, there may be some out there. I just, I just don't know. Uh, back in the 90s, uh, we had people over in Western Congo and even some in Central Congo. Um, the, uh, what, what was that family, Matt? Uh, their name started with a G um, that had been in the Congo for years. The Greens, the Greens. And, uh, and, but I don't, are they still there? Yes, so I believe... My brother is used to um, video, t- and, and so you can't point on microphone. All Sorry, right, we so. just had this conversation where he knows some of the Gring's family in South Africa. Mm. Oh, wow. Because I think they may have left Congo to go to South Africa. Okay. I'm not sure, but we were talking about that. Because it was through the Gring's that our dad yeah, originally yeah. surrendered to go to Zaire. It was Zaire at the mm-hmm. time. And, uh, and of course, then the war broke out and they weren't able to get in. So dad ended up being here in Uganda. But, uh, but man, they've had just a great influence on a lot of people's, a lot right. of people's lives. Mm-hmm. So you've met some of the Greens then. That's right. So them. they've been able to give you some insight as far as how things kind of work in Congo. Yes, Congo's I, big. Congo's big. I was going to say, <laughs> it's they, big. They, they ministered more in Kinshasa and yes. um, towards the middle, which was, used to be known as Stanleyville. Yeah. As far as the East is concerned, I think that is a little bit... Yeah. I They refer here in Uganda, they refer to Eastern Congo as kind of what we refer to as the Wild West. Okay. Uh, because it is just out of control. Mm. I mean, the, every, everyone does that, which is right in their own mm. eyes, because it's just such a big country, They the government can't control it. Right. And that's why on this Eastern side, there's just so much trouble mm. and, and problems and difficulties. And right now... Uh, Uganda has uh, about 20,000 troops mm. in uh, in Congo right now just trying to keep the peace. And I'm sure, Matt, you know more about that than I do. You said they're down there protecting roads or building roads. What, what are they doing down there? The president of Uganda and the president of Congo, DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo, there's two Congos. There's a little one, right. Congo Brazzaville, right. and then Congo Kinshasa. So they have made an agreement to build the road from from Uganda all the way to Butembo in Congo. And so because they're bringing all this equipment in to do the road, then they're bringing the military to protect it. Okay. So in a way that has helped push the rebels away a little bit. Yeah. But uh, we were just talking with the lady uh, just the other day and the rebels have, the M23 rebels are just attacking and killing mm. without, yeah. uh, it doesn't matter who they are, what yeah. they are, black or white, doesn't matter. So some of our guys, one of our guys, Brother Expedito, his mom is in Congo. He's Congolese. And he went to see her because she was almost killed. She had gone to a place to dig, and it was in the evening. And she saw some lights, some flashlights. Mm -hmm. And so she hid in the bush, and it was the rebels, and they came in and just wiped out that whole family right there. So she stayed hidden through the night and then went back during the day. So it's just, they're just killing indiscriminately, and it's, it's very it's, dangerous. Um, you know, back in uh, 94, there was the uh, genocide in Rwanda, and, and I've seen videos of them just taking machetes and just hacking people, you know, just walking up and down the streets, yeah. just, 
And uh, Brother Bwambale, who's a member of our church, who's from that area, was showing me some videos of that same. I mean, I I don't get any joy out of watching those videos, but it is just the fact that you can just walk up and down the street with a machete and just just massacre people. Uh, just shows you the depravity of man. When mm. when man becomes anarchist and there is no authority and there is no control, there is no there is no limit to what the the wickedness of man uh, will accomplish. And so, and because of that, because of the war and because of what's going on, uh, I think Satan is keeping the Congo in a in a state of darkness right. where the missionaries and the Word of God and and uh, you know, even even fellow even nationals having a hard time getting in there and and uh, trying to make a difference. And so there's definitely a a huge a great need uh, for reaching the Congo. Um, I don't know if this is true. You can tell me. And, and I remember uh, now. I don't I don't listen to uh, Kent Hovind anymore, mm-hmm. but because uh, some of the decisions he's made and right. things like that, but. But growing, uh, my, when my kids were young, my oldest son Shane and Stanley, they would listen to Kent Hovind. You know, when he had those creation videos, I mean, they had them memorized. Mm-hmm. And uh, but what he, I remember something he said in there about the Congo that the Congo has one of the largest swamps in the world that is largely unexplored, mm-hmm. and uh, and that that swamp is kind of what is keeping the east from the west. You know, and it's it's just. You, you cannot, and again, I, I, I don't know this for a fact, but it's it's nearly impossible to drive from the east side right. of Congo to the west side. You have to fly yes. uh, because of that, that terrain. Yes. And again, goes back to that, why the government who, that is in the west cannot control what's mm-hmm. happening uh, in the east. So, Brother Shane, what is your, what's your immediate plans? What, what, you, you've come over here for a survey trip. That's right. Um, you've gone to my brother's house. You found out what not to do in the ministry. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> uh, so what are your immediate plans? What, do, what, what are your hopes? What are, you, what are you trying to do right now? Well, definitely just uh, seek the Lord's leading. Mm-hmm. The, um, the plan would be to try and access this eastern part of the Congo through either Rwanda or Uganda. I think Uganda might be a little bit easier at this point in time. Right. Uh, looking at maybe the town of Kasindi, if we have an opportunity to get in there still while I'm on the survey trip. Right. And then maybe uh, a try and get something started in Buera or you know, Sister Brother Matt with what he's doing there yeah. while entering into the Congo. Yeah. Obviously, there are language barriers that I need to start with. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, during this time and being on deputation is a good time to even start uh, getting to know certain languages, yeah. uh, uh, French, Swahili, maybe mm-hmm. even some of the local dialects. So, um, yeah, so that yeah. Is, is the immediate. One thing you'll find out, uh, and I'm sure you know this, you have Kenyan Swahili, you have Tanzanian mm-hmm. Swahili, and then you have Congo Swahili, which... Here they call that the hick Swahili. <laughs> Dirty Swahili. <laughs> Dirty Swahili, you know. They always say the people in Congo don't, don't speak Swahili. But so anyway, so so anyway, you may have to start initially a border ministry right. and, and train people on the border and then maybe from that training send them into the Congo doing things that you may not be able to do right. as a foreigner coming in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because... Although you are African, mm. you're still a Mzungu. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you, you would still have a lot of those same difficulties mm. getting into there. I'm sure that being South African, it's, 
going from different countries to countries, it's it's a, a lot. It's going to be a lot easier for you as far as immigration paperwork and things like that than it mm-hmm. would be for you know someone coming from outside Africa. I think um, I was learning this the other day when I was doing some paperwork for our NGO um, that East Africa and South Africa have some type of uh, is it called a Comesca agreement or co- it's it's something to do with uh, East Africa and South Africa and. It what it has to do with uh, with insurance, with immigration, or Comesa. whatever. Com, com, Comesa. 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 Yeah, Comesa. All right. And uh, so I don't know if that makes it easier, or whatever. I I just came into my mind right mm-hmm. now. So um, I know that whenever we go down to Rwanda, we have to get the Comesa insurance. Mm-hmm. You know that is good for East Africa and and uh, South Africa. So who knows? I I, I just pray that uh, you know if you can get in here. Uh, then, uh, then the it'll be a little bit easier for you on paperwork. Being from South mm-hmm. Africa, so well, that's that's great. That is, that is exciting, uh, man. That is, I, I am really. Uh, it's first of all, it's a blessing to be able to see fruit coming out of Brother Meyer's ministry, uh, but then to basically have it come for full circle. Mm-hmm where you know he was in Uganda and now his church in South Africa is sending someone uh, to Uganda to try to get into the Congo mm. and uh, man that that's that's just great that that is a great uh, great encouragement so when is your wedding day 15th of June 15th of June that's right yes sir. all right 3 days after our anniversary okay. ours is June the 12th and uh, so how many it, years it'll be 30 Ooh. it's an even number i can remember <laughs> I saw a cartoon uh, just this morning where um, this guy's on his laptop, and so he's calling back to his wife, and he says, Honey, what's the password? And uh, the wife yells out, It's our anniversary. And so he sits there real stumped. He says, I knew she would do that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Well, uh, you know, let me ask you this, and we're we're almost finished here, but... um, I, I, my brother has talked to uh, his pastor or is going to talk to his pastor about the, the, the need of the, a missionary here. I know for a fact that, you know, when I talk to, to my pastor, he's always interested in new missionaries. He's interested in uh, uh, new fields, you know, trying to get people in new fields and stuff. And so I, I will definitely, uh, you know, be talking to him about that. Um when when do you maybe you have already do you have a time frame where you're going to actively start raising support or what what's going on there yes sir so as soon as i get back to south africa final wedding preparations i play but i do have a few meetings uh, as i get back good and uh, yeah as soon as i'm back with the wife uh, uh-huh. then we we will start deputation in south africa great as as much as what we can and uh, that's now we'll do you will you have how how do how do how do you do your support does somebody send the support to your church there or will you is there like a mission agency that they have in south africa how, how does that work at this point in time my church will be the sending agency okay and uh, we are we are praying about great yeah, praying about that oh that is wonderful praise the lord for that so if uh obviously i want to ask our listeners to be praying for you and uh and uh this is brother shane uh trasker tasker tasker tasker, <laughs> tasker. you've got like it written, a task you've I've got, got it written, written down, down right there i can't see because i don't have my glasses on so shane tasker <laughs> and uh what is the name of the lady you're marrying 
It is Emily Haley. Emily Haley. That's right. All right. So Emily and Shane Tasker it will be. And uh, so uh, do you mind if, uh, if let's say, somebody, maybe somebody wants to contact you, maybe somebody wants to support the ministry, right. uh, can, can you give your email? Do you have an email address that you give out? Yes. Yes, sir. At, at this point in time, I've got a missionary Shane Tasker, all lowercase, one word, at yahoo.com. Missionary Shane Tasker at yahoo.com. That's right. And the spelling of Shane Tasker is S-H-A-N-E. T-A-S-K-E-R. Amen. Hmm. There's got to be some way that you can do a prayer card or something that has, you know, emphasizing task. The task <laughs> is great. We're going down there to fulfill the task. No? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good night. Well, what a blessing it is! That, that, I am always excited when uh, when we when we have new prospective missionaries, whether they're coming to Uganda or any other country, because we, for sure, one of the one of the burdens of my heart and one of the griefs of my heart is th- that we have fewer missionaries now than we have ever had in the last hundred years. I mean, it's just uh, the the missionaries are not they're. It's not that God's not calling. Mm-hmm. I, I think God is still wanting to reach this world for Christ, uh, but uh, but the, we're just not answering the call. I think we're 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 just so comfortable in in our lifestyle. We're so comfortable in our own culture. We're not. We're so busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not able to hear the call of God, and mm-hmm. we're not able to hear Him working in our hearts. And as a result of that, we've got countries all around the world who are looking for an answer. They're looking for someone to, to give them an answer to life, but no one's there to give them the answer. And, uh, and I, I, I just I thank you for answering the call, and uh, we'll definitely be praying for you. Uh, your name's easy to remember. Our oldest son is Shane. And uh, so, but, uh, so please, please uh, pray for Brother Shane Tasker and, uh, and then his soon-to-be wife, Emily. That's right. All right. And so pray for Emily. And uh, maybe you could just send him an email and uh, just let him know you're praying for him. That's missionary Shane Tasker at yahoo.com. And uh, my brother's over here feeling like he's left out because he wants everybody to see his videos. You know, my brother does this video every month. And, uh, and you know, being the kind, compassionate older brother than I am, I, I'm his... I'm his healthy critique. And uh, so every time he does a video, I always send him an email and let him know what he did wrong in the video, like a good older brother should do. But he's gotten better because of that, right? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, seriously. if, if somebody wanted to look at the ministry in Kasese or watch those uh, those videos, you keep them on archive, right? Yes, uh, up to a year. Then they can just Google taking you to Uganda. Okay. And and, uh, and how do they do that? It's mkstensis at well, mkstensis.com. No, it's mstensisfamily. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Maybe I should just let you talk. That's okay. It is mkstensis at gmail.com for email. But okay. the website is mstensisfamily.com. mstensisfamily.com. Yeah. All right. 
very, very good. So you can get on that website, see what God's doing there in Kasese. And uh, Lord's doing some great things there, excited about the different ministries. And uh, if you want a cheap wedding, come to Kasese. My brother <laughs> will do it cheaply. He'll even provide the goats, right? Plastic goats. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're cheaper. <laughs> uh, now, uh, is there, do, do, do you just in, in closing here, is there any unusual cultural things you guys have to do in South Africa? I think to, very, very similar to, to what happens here in, in Uganda, but um, I'm not necessarily part of any tribe, so to say. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, our weddings and things are, are quite. Westernized. Westernized. If I can, if I can yeah. say that. The only thing is, uh, you know, marrying somebody who's currently residing in Botswana just leaves us open for a lot of receptions coming up. So do be in prayer for yeah. me because we'll have a Botswana <laughs> reception, a South African reception, and if the Lord allows uh, something in America too. What about the Ugandan? I mean, that's true. You know, I'll have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to chat to the you, missus. When you, yeah. <laughs> when you guys come up here, you know, because it'll be the first time we see you as a married couple. So. We have to have another reception. We'll have to chat about those goats there, Pastor Matt. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Oh, that's We almost great. hit a few coming up here, so I'm sure we can find them somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere, literally. So, well, amen. Well, that's great. Well, I hope you've, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I have too. I, I came up to my office today, had no plans on uh, doing a podcast, but the Lord just laid on my heart to... Uh, introduce you to uh, Brother Shane Tasker and uh, the ministry that God's called him to do. And uh, please pray for him. Uh, We really, really desperately need missionaries in the Congo. And uh, it's a huge, I mean, it is just massive. Uh, And and yet very few, if any, missionaries that I know of that are there. And uh, so what a great, great opportunity. Brother Shane will definitely be praying for you. And uh, I'll even talk to our church here. And uh, what a great opportunity for our church here. We've got a great missions program here at our church here in Masaka. And I think right now our church is uh, supporting about 14 different missionaries. Wow. And uh, so that would be that would be a great blessing. Uh, our missions conference comes up in December. And uh, we're, again, looking, always looking for new new missionaries. And so that would be a, that'd be a great thing. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for visiting with us. Thank you, um, Shane and Matt and Matt's family came up. We're going to be having a uh, graduation party for our son, Skyler. And uh, so we're going to have a great time. We're going to go cook some chicken and just have a great time, have a couple days, let her hair down a little bit. For those who have hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> Brother Shane doesn't. <laughs> Is that natural baldness or? The Lord only made so many perfect heads he could display. Isn't that right? <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? I was looking at a picture of my second born son, Stanley, the other day. They took an Easter picture. That guy is, before he gets married, he's going to be just like you, Shane. He's, he's losing it quick, so I don't know what, what happened. There's hope for him. <laughs> <laughs> now, here, with your head like that, you're going to have to wear a hat a lot. Right. Um, do, you, do you have much problem with that down in South Africa? I wear hats in South Africa, yeah. too, yeah. Just the um, sun. Yeah, because it'll, it'll, this, this sun here is really, really intense. Mm. And uh, so, anyway... 
Well, praise the Lord, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in once again. And I, I know that when you get on whatever podcast platform you use, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and I want to thank you for the opportunity of inviting me into your home, your car, your place of work, wherever you might be listening to this podcast. And I hope and pray that we can continue uh, to be a help and a blessing, encouragement to you as uh, we encourage you to always abound in the work of the Lord. Look for opportunities to do more for God. There's always something else that can be done. There's always something more that can be accomplished uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, if you have not done so, let me encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, whatever podcast platform you use. Just hit that subscribe button. And uh, every Friday we upload a new podcast. And uh, in those podcasts, we just bring you up to date on what's happening here in uh, the country of Uganda and our ministry here, as well as encouraging you from the word of God on how you can always abound in the work of the Lord. Thanks again to my brother, Matt Stensis, missionary in Kasesa, Uganda, and uh, brother Shane Tasker, as he is a missionary getting ready to start his deputation work, getting ready to get married, and uh, Lord willing, heading to the Congo as a missionary reaching the Congolese there with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, so I hope you'll pray for these two men and uh, pray for their families and uh, pray that God will uh, bless them, provide for them, meet the needs that they have. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And as always, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.